the Christmas special. This is staying in. I haven't got my Christmas hat. Oh, well. Yeah, I thought uh, it seems strange that I'm the only one who made an effort. What do you mean? I'm wearing a nice purple jumper. I'm wearing a purple jumper too. That's festive. Yeah, exactly. How dare you? And to be fair, Chris, yours is just Batman with frosting. I brought I yeah. brought a newborn, and if there's nothing more Christmassy than a newborn, I don't know what is. Hmm. Is he the son of God, though? Hang on. Dan, Dan, are we, Dan are, does that mean that we are your free wise men? Oh, good God. Well, <laughs> when we first meet Toby, we've got to decide amongst ourselves who's the poor sod who's got to go and buy a ton of gold for Toby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the myrrh, guys. Don't worry. Frankincense, frankincense for me. <laughs> Can I just do like, like, like gold, as in like those gold bars that you get? Those oh, the Vitti's gold bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spandau yeah, Ballet. Yeah, yeah. Well, surely it's got to be three. Surely it's got to be three things of equivalent prestige in this society. Right. So. Mm. Probably get him mm-hmm. a pair of Beats headphones. Yeah. Uh, a Bitcoin and uh, I don't know, like a gym membership. I mean, how would that look like on you know the Christmas cards? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that picture the other day of like a cat that basically just intervened in like a nativity scene in a town and just sat in the crib? When when he said intervene, it's like <laughs> he didn't he didn't stop the nativity and say, uh, guys. <laughs> Guys, guys. Stop! <laughs> guys. <laughs> just literally just got... What does he do? Just, like, sit in the crib and just refuse yeah. to move? Yeah. Well, fair enough. It's comfy. And, and you're at the centre of attention. Sounds like uh, much of the Catholic religion. Uh, political. But all I've been thinking about... Re- Really, is the is is the presence? Yeah. What what present? Like the presence of us, like Dan yeah. being here, Chris being here. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been here since September. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was hinting at. Uh, the presence of Dan. I mean, I've been here Hello. in spirit form before, but now I'm now I'm here vocally. Yeah, yeah you. We can't shake you as much as we did last time. No. Yeah, I make di- <laughs> I make different sounds. Yeah, it's funny how you turn up for the presence episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was strange how the thought of receiving something for you in in compensation for your time yeah. suddenly. Oh, well, I'll be on. Oh, I, I, I have can to make maintain. Yeah, I have yeah, to maintain yeah, yeah. a life now. Anything I do, I need. I need payment for. I need some kind of compensation for anything that I do now. So if I'm going to do this podcast, I I gonna do, I need presence every single every single time. To be fair, I also maintain a life. It is only my own, but that's all right. And uh, Taco Pete. And, oh. <laughs> Where is um, he now? I am actually home alone at the moment, so, yeah, no, he's all right. Ta- Taco's got out for the night. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's put his flat cap like, off out. Dan, if you ever need a babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't. Taco. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it's good to have you back on, Dan. If If I'm assuming for a fleeting... For a fleeting show. It's good to be back. Well, well, hopefully I'll be able to come back more regularly soon enough. Yeah. 
maybe every 23 episodes or something yeah, like that. I've been able to book some time in the diary to uh I'll be here this time next year for more presents. Oh, that's good. Brilliant. That's yeah. good. That's in. And for another Christmas miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas comes but once a year. Oh. Mm. I think I'm wash yeah, I'm washing my hair that day. Sorry. <laughs> it's um I'll have your present then. Which is a lovely bottle of Timote. Ooh, ooh, ruthless. Ruthless now he's a dad. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to open them. Would well, you want to do it now? I don't know. Pete, what's your sort of routine for Christmas then? Like when not not now, but when you're a kid because when I was a kid, we had a strict mm. uh presents in the pillowcase policy. Yep. Uh it was uh waking up first thing in the morning. Uh, taking, I'd always go onto my mum's side of my bed and open my presents. My brother would go to my dad's side of the bed. He'd get the Beano. I'd get the Dandy. Things like that happened on Christmas Day. Mm. We once did it where we didn't open gifts until my dad had finished the Christmas Day washing up. Oh. Worst Christmas ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's something that we did when we were like a little bit older. You know, I take it how eager you are to open up the the meagre presents you've received. That you were a straight out of the door kicking it. No, I was more. Um, so we had we would wake up and we would have stockings, and Ooh. we would and suspenders. Uh, we didn't. Well, <laughs> we we had a radiator, so uh, they were above the radiator. Um, so uh, we, don't put in the Terry's chocolate orange. Oh, <laughs> um, so we just would, a melting ball of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Every all, all the gifts have just like morphed together like the end of the, <laughs> every year. Yeah, inside it's like a scene from Akira. The um, yeah, basically uh, we would have uh, we'd have our stockings and they would have like a small amount of different gifts, so they wouldn't be like main presents or anything like that. It'd be nothing in there for that. Oh, but it'd yeah. be like a tube of Smarties. It would be the Beano annual. Classic. It would be. Uh, I got like a Satsuma, like stuff like that. And uh, so we'd have those and then we would have breakfast probably. And then we would go and we would just like hang out and stuff. And then we would have like (laughs) a big lunch. Otherwise known as Christmas lunch. I love the idea of like Pete and his parents just, you know, Christmas morning, just hanging out. Just chilling. Just hanging out. Just chilling out. Well, but just like, so we'd get like maybe a, a small thing that was like so we'd read the Beano there we go that would be the thing that we would do in the morning to keep us <laughs> all together like, as, like, and, like a and, cannon and then Nasha said to Nipper nice um, yeah so uh, we would do that and then we would have Christmas lunch but that would be kind of um, it was weird we usually had lunch around 3pm so we yeah, so we would fine. have we would have lunch and then that would be like like a wedding breakfast I guess so <laughs> so we'd have um yeah we'd have like nice uh nice roast beef and roast potatoes and have all of the, the traditional stuff well I tell you what we had actually that that some people they uh, so I, for me it is not Christmas until I have had the two following items right oh no 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 hang on let us guess. Cranberry sauce. No. So we're talking edi- we're talking edible things, aren't we? I mean, it is food. It's classed as food, yeah. Chocolate coins. No, gross. Oh. Um, a lint Santa. 
No, no, we, no we, were, we were too poor for that. Uh, made out of cotton. Yeah, a lint Santa made of cotton, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, yeah. Well, he had like a clementine instead of a Terry's chocolate. Christmas orange. pudding. <laughs> no, no, um, a Christmas pudding. Nobody really liked it in my household. We we would have it, but I never ate it. All right. Um, no, we. It would not be Christmas dinner unless we had had Brussels sprouts. Had to have Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And until we'd have a massive fight over who got bread uh, bread sauce. Well, why 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 was there only enough for one person? Because <laughs> it was always. Always we would buy one packet and then we would share it out like regular, like trying to be regular human beings. And then towards the end of, uh, towards the end of like when I was like growing up in my, my family home, it would be like three packets. Like just absolutely gone wild with uh, bread all sauce. All the bread sauce. All the bread sauce. And you know what? Like I distinctly remember like mopping up all of my food and stuff like that. And there was, there would be bread sauce left and I would get a spoon and I would just oh sit there. And pour oh. basically savoury porridge if you've never had uh, uh, bread sauce. See, I, class. I think I must be like one of the only people to not like bread sauce. I've never tried it. Ooh. I've never tried it. Ooh. I've never tried it. Oh, it's delicious. I mean, savour. But describing it as savoury porridge when when porridge is not the sweetest of breakfast treats, is it just porridge with with uh, pepper on it? Like, like I can't, I've had bread and I've had sauce. I just can't get a concept <laughs> out of those two things. Just plain sauce. Isn't that water and flour? Yeah. Chris just um, puts ketchup on a piece of bread and says, is this it? <laughs> it's got like, um, it's like, a, it's like, it's got a sort of. Go on. It's often served like, it's got quite a clovey taste every it's once quite, in a while. It's quite like, creamy. It's, it's very creamy. Very creamy. Yeah. Um, Definitely a. It doesn't taste like bread. Um, it tastes. It. It's got this real. Um, oh, it's really unique. It's a really unique flavour. Um, yeah, but it's very savoury and it goes really well with turkey and um, chicken and stuff like that. It goes well with white meats and so on. Um, oh, it's good. And but here's the thing: don't prepare it fresh. You shouldn't ever prepare it fresh. That's one of those things that you have to get out of the tin. It's like mushy peas. If you make your own, disaster. If you, uh, if you, you know, if you make your own treacle sponge and custard, and you don't get it out of a, a, a tin of Heinz, whatever it is, then you've gone wrong somewhere. But you have to get bread sauce out of a packet. I'm, I'm, I'm not going along with Pete on this one. <laughs> Pete's idea of fresh food, no, never fresh, always out of a tin. I like the fact on Wikipedia, bread sauce is described as the sole survivor of the medieval bread thickened sauces. Oh, so good. <laughs> Like it fought its way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> it fought its way to the table. Yeah. What a niche reality TV show that was. Um, Fuck off, roll sauce. <laughs> like, just like just like Tekken with condiments. <laughs> Baguette sauce trying to muscle in. Baguette sauce. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So those two things, really. Those, those bread sauce really... Um, crystallizes for me what christmas is just you know eating this slightly 1970s and earlier um sort of middle class food stuff out of a packet that was the uh, that's the big thing for me i would say so if you had just like brussels sprouts with bread sauce you'd have that kind of proustian moment it would straight away spirit up christmas for every you, everyone's basically. like for real one time I uh, I was feeling uh, I was feeling a little bit like I'd, I had a bad day at you know um, work. This is a f- fair number of years ago now, 
Um, and I was living alone. So that, that, yeah, that tells you something about what this story is going. And basically, I just bought a packet of Brussels sprouts and a packet of uh, uh, bread sauce. It must have been August. And I just made it up and ate it. And I was like, great. And now I feel a bit more Christmassy. And that makes me feel better. So, uh, yeah. You still had your paper hat. I have a little paper hat on. <laughs> Pulled a cracker with myself. Chris, just to just to dig a little further into like what we do for um, you know what we do around the holiday period. What on yep. earth? How much food is there in your household? Oh my god! Can you imagine? Never enough. No, well, no, but that's <laughs> sort of. Do you, do you remember the episode of like Vicar Dibley where uh, the vicar has to go to like five different Christmas dinners? Yeah. yeah, I imagine like Chris just watches that salivating. Kind of... <laughs> yeah, after he's eaten, I'm just sending you a picture of what I ate. Literally. Oh no! Um, it's the fact uh, that, hang on. The fact that Chris had to take a picture, and he's kept it for a year. No, and I've just taken it now. It was the meal what I had this mean? evening. Oh right, of what you had this evening. Okay. Oh right, not of Christmas. What you had for Christmas? Oh Christmas. Oh gosh, no, Christmas is huge. Like um, that looks very nice. Um, I have. Could I just say, Chris, you just you just sent a picture of a large plate of spaghetti. Just out of shot is a second plate. Yep. Yeah, that's the backup. Yeah, I was gonna that say reserve. backup pasta. On a, on a normal person, you would just assume that's a plate for someone else. With Chris, I'm never quite sure. Um, no. I don't know if food is like a massive thing in our house like um, in well. particularly around Christmas time like my, every year I don't know if you like when if you, if you go home for Christmas at all but like my mum every year gets incredibly stressed about cooking Christmas dinner and it's always as if like every year it's the first time she's doing it like it, it'll never be done on time it's like you know the, the amount of tension it's it's like we're in Houston about you know space shuttles about a launch you know, everything is down to the wire, the timings and everything. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I've seen your mum cook, like, what does, she, what does she make for us? She's just cooked a curry, and it was like, it, that was a stressful three timers on the go at once, like, doing basically a curry exam with your dad. Yeah. Like, right, if I've... If, if, if the hob's on for three minutes, but that takes seven minutes to cook, and that means I need to put the rice on halfway through the hob's cooking. Incredible. And that's only got four minutes left. And Well, that's like trying and, to cook like two things in the oven, which cook at different temperatures and different times, and trying to yeah. work out how can I cook them both in the same oven mm. to get them finishing at the same time. It's kind of yeah. mathematical kind of chaos. My mum is a genius, though. Like, we had this, we had this lovely curry. But the thing is, my dad, like, when my mum asked my dad to chop something, like, he does something with the chopping that I've never seen anyone do. He sits down to chop. So? What? You know, he pulls up a chair. He's a sit-down chopper. Chop like a couple of carrots, Sam. You know, he sits down, pulls up a chair, and it becomes an event. Okay, I am chopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, like a, a pianist sitting down, flips his coat, his tails out, and we begin. Exactly. And we chop. Does he listen to Chopin? <laughs> oh God! No, Sam. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna justify that with a giggle. And <laughs> mainly because you were so impressed with that joke. Yeah, you were. You were very. You were too pleased with that. Yeah, that's... it came very quickly. 
But what I will say is this: Christmas Day around my house, I do actually go past. I get, I meet my limits with the amount of food I can eat because there's always wow. just far too much. Like my mum cooks an incredible amount, and it's just because obviously she's worried that people will go hungry because we eat quite a lot in my family. Chris, so will yeah. you will you te- like text me on Christmas Day when you've reached the limit and provide me? You know the details of what it yeah. is, yeah. what it takes you to food reach diary? your limit. Yeah, a food diary would be really yeah impressive. Um, yeah, but like, like the Doomsday Book, something that size. Yeah, he, you get like a message on like the seventh of January. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I was just thinking because Twitter's extended its uh, character limit to two hundred and forty now, so we might be able to get one of your meals on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Well, I, I can tell you that the average Christmas calorie intake is uh, 7,000 calories. I do. Not including beer. So what's that equivalent? What's that the equivalent of, Sam? Well, two and a half humans. Like, that's, the two, that's like two and a half male. If you were to eat two and a half <laughs> yeah. humans, that would be 7,000 so calories. So you need something like 3,000 calories? Two and a half thousand? No, well, it depends, but you need about you need about um, two thousand calories a day. A man does, right? A man, a woman, slightly less, like one thousand eight hundred, right? Okay. But um, so seven thousand calories is the equivalent of eating twenty eight double deckers. Chris is like, yeah. Chris doesn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah, he's like, oh right, yeah, yeah. Go on. I mean Tuesdays. I had half a cheaper pring. I had half a cheaper Pringles as a starter. Of course you did. Right. I mean, I'm impressed that you managed to stop. Uh, Once you pop down, exactly, you can kind of, you can, you can kind of stop. <laughs> Listen, I set it up, and Chris knocked it out of the park. He he did. Um, Listen, or eighty-seven and a half Freddos. Can I, can I can I just say I'm watching PT, and Pete <laughs> cannot take his eyes off a present. <laughs> oh, can you just open it, Pete? All right. Can I ask? Can I ask? Am I the only one who's got two advent calendars, or an or a advent calendar? Full stop. I didn't get an advent calendar and I feel a week in, it's too late. Too late. I bought Alex an advent calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got one. Technically, technically I've got three. You've got three? I have because uh, the way me and my wife work, we do kind of more kind of homemade type style advent calendars. Um, so it's not just like a standard one we open at the little doors. Um, so the one, the three that I have is I have a kind of, it's like a material Christmas tree, which has got 24 little pockets on it. And then on each yeah. pocket, um, my wife has put a various things. So it might be chocolates in one day. On some days, there's a scratch card and different things like that. It's really, really nice. So I have that. But also, I have a second one, which is like a uh, like a little model of a tree with kind of Christmassy things. And then on each day, you have another little piece that you attach to the tree and it builds up. And then the third one I have is just a standard kind of cardboard one with the doors and stuff that's more for that's more for my little boy so that we that we get to open for him but i have three i've just got dairy milk yeah <laughs> i haven't got any and i got a lovely i got a lovely hotel chocolat one as well the one i do the, the advent calendar i do for her is i got um i i got 24 little mini hessian bags and i painted the numbers one to 24 in each of them and in each one of those she gets uh, mm. a little chocolate so it's like a this year's like lint the little Lindor uh, chocolate balls, and she also gets a Nespresso pod um, of a different flavour each day. So you've got four advent calendars on the go. Well, no, three of them. Two of them are mine. One of them is my boy's. One of them is hers. 
So, yes. Say what? No one, no wonder we haven't seen Dan since September. He's been eating, yeah. <laughs> drinking coffee and eating chocolate for the last seven or six months. Well, the coffee's not mine. The, co- the coffee's the gift for my wife. That's amazing. Dan, that's brilliant. Man. I love love Christmas, me. I go all in. Well, his last name is Frost, lest we forget. Right, Absolutely. Pete, mm. do, you want, do you want to open this gift? Because... Well, it's Secret Santa. We had a £10 limit. Yeah. Uh, but the whole point is you've got to try and work mm. out who bought you that gift, Pete. Who is your Secret Santa? You've got to work that out. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure. Did you actually say what Pete originally asked for? Not originally. Because after the after last year's debacle where he asked for a retro inbox Japanese game he'd never played, this year... And we quite mm. rightly ridiculed him for such a fast yes. thing. This year it was just a retro handheld game in box. I always wonder, why does Pete want it to be in box? As if he's going to then sell it on. He wants it to be... He can get oh. maximum value out of it. Because if the game works, it's a Christmas present. You don't need it to be in box. But you're very clear. Because... No, you do. You do. Because um, if... if it uh, So I made a pact with myself when I started having a little bit of disposable income. Because you can get non inbox with manual like video games relative like really cheaply i found myself i was just buying cartridges just like loose cartridges and i wasn't playing any of it so instead i thought i still want to get retro games but i don't want to have all of them so i thought okay if i if i have to get it as a complete item then that will actually stop me from just going and buying loads of stuff it will mean i actually have to seek it out and so that's become what my collection is. So everything is boxed. Everything has a manual. Everything is the original. That is, and that is an absolutely fair thing to do. But these are presents. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 these are these are different to you. Your collection. And you you buy you buy presents that people want. To, to be fair, like you did. Ask, what was the first thing that you asked for with your ten plan limit? It was a boxed retro handheld game. I thought, do you know what? That's a bit too much. No. Well. We all thought that. No, no, you didn't think no, that. No, you didn't think that until we bullied you out of it. Okay, yeah, sure. But I was really disappointed because <laughs> I found on Amazon for £2.55 a... Don't break my heart, Sam. Don't break my heart. He won't. A Sodial Tetris game handheld LCD electronic game toys brick classic retro games gift. How did you find that? The SEO is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Because toy, toys brick. Because it met all your criteria. It would have come yeah. in. It it is a retro game that you don't own. You don't yep. own Tetris. Um, it's handheld. The game yep. comes in its own casing, otherwise known as a box. Yes. It's in. So it meets all your criteria. Two pound fifty five. I was really looking forward to getting you that. Well, that would have been that would have been lovely. Let, let, okay, let's 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 not give away who got who who's present. Well, no, no, Dan. Let's reveal the secret that we started a WhatsApp group called Peter Willington is a bum, and we all helped our, and we <laughs> and we helped each other, giving each other yep. ideas of what we can get him. I slapped that oh. one in the group, and we all came to the agreement that if Peter if Peter kept on the road he was travelling, this is what we would all get him, no matter yeah. who got I mean, that. I mean, that, admittedly, that group's been going for five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so I mean, what, what turned you against getting me the Tetris game? Because you changed your mind? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll do it. I, I have to say, this year, uh, for the first time... Yeah. I'm really jealous of the presents that I've bought for people. Really? 
I've never. I've, I have to say, sorry for people who I've bought presents for before. I've never been that jealous of what I've bought for you. Mm. This year, I'm genuinely quite jealous, and I'm thinking, hmm, I might buy that for myself. <laughs> you want to know whether or not it's any good? Um, okay. Well, I shall. Can I? I don't yeah, want to. Why don't you go first? Because you've been itching and not. Oh, all right. Basically, talking about it all the time. All right. One of them's got a bow on it. I know, one of them's got a bow on it. Hold on, let's open it up. Someone's gone all out. Someone else gone all out. So, Peter, can you can you just remind the listener of what you actually changed your mind to? So, what I changed my mind to was um, a uh, box retro game, blah, 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 based on, basically, a game based on a book. Okay. Or, sorry, a game with a book related to it as the theme. So, a book and a game related in some capacity. You're just going to get a manual. Well, it could be, right? It could just be a game book. So I'm just going to open this one. Was there any evidence, Peter, to tell you who you, your Secret Santa was? Uh, well, they didn't They didn't put on it that it was a Secret Santa. Okay. Uh, they're also the kind of man that spends 99 pence on a brown package and £3.40, bloody hell. For postage. Well, well, to be fair, brown, brown envelopes aren't that expensive. Maybe just... it's because I live in Bristol, I think. It's just too expensive. What is this? <laughs> Bristol, the prices of brown envelopes have skyrocketed <laughs> have. in recent years. <laughs> absolutely gone through the roof. I'll undo the bow. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep the bow? For what? Yeah, I'll keep... Stick on Taco's head. Yeah, a little, little a bit of rebowing. Um, a scarf for taco. Yeah, oh, that is adorable, Dan. Dan, that is adorable. I can't get in. TikTok. Rip, TikTok. Rips into it. Here we go. Here we go. We're in. We're in, everyone. Okay. Well, it's a PS One era game, so it's bound to be good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the era in which quality was absolutely. Uh, it, let's let's not forget. In the past, I have been bought for me. Duke Nukem Land of the Bays hey, on PS1. Hey, so that, your Secret Santa tried very hard uh, for that one. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh my God, where on earth did you find this? From the makers of Command and Conquer, it's Dune, the strategy oh, game. This is mad. Where on earth did Secret Santa find this? Obviously made it because it was uh, it was uh, made by the elves, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, amazing! I've been—I've um, actually got Dune on my uh, on my Audible wish list, so I might listen to the book while I'm playing this. I'm assuming it's based on the book. Well, that was the brief. That what? Yeah, that was the brief. Oh my word! It's not just not just some random sand dune of the past. That is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much, Secret Santa. I will uh, hold on a second. Because it's the it's the early '90s when this came out, so I'm sure it'll have some absolutely fantastic stuff on the back. Whoa! Okay, real time strategy never looked so sharp. <laughs> uh, explore an all new 3D terrain system Ooh. complete with detailed 3D units and structures. Play three sides across 30 missions as either the noble, Go on. at Atreides, uh, the evil, yeah. Harkonnen or the insidious Ordos. Cinematic quality. Full motion video, right? That's right. I'm sold. Full motion video. Excellent. That is going to be insanely good. Well, thank you very much. That was the clincher. 
to Secret Santa for motion video. Wasn't Tim Curry in the original FMV stuff for Command and Conquer? He was. Maybe he's in this. I mean, why would Tim Curry give up the opportunity to be in Dune? I'm totally going to get the uh, audio. That's made my mind up now. I'm going to buy the audio book. And, uh, Sci-Fi did a very good mini-series of Gene as well, actually. A very good mini-series. Would you recommend that? Would you? But would you recommend that over the book or the film? I've not read the book, but the mini-series is fantastic. I've not seen David Lynch's film, actually. But I know they're I remaking Dune. I know that. In the f- Wasn't Denis Villeneuve in the chair for remaking it? Yeah. Wasn't on that. I was going to say, well, isn't David Bowie in the Dune film? Isn't? Or am I thinking of Labyrinth? Carl McLaughlin was in Dune, the guy who was in Twin Peaks, the lead in Twin Peaks. Oh, really? And um, you're thinking of Sting. Sting oh, was in Dune. Oh, right. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yep, there he is. Stings in it. <laughs> this is going to be great. The music's by Toto. Who? Oh. You know, you know, one of the greatest songs. That's not even ever, a pop Pete. culture thing. That's just a general knowledge thing. Mm. Is it? One of the greatest songs in history, Pete. Toto. By Toto. Yeah. What's the song? Well, I'll, I'll hum it for you. All right. If we do longer than thirty seconds, we have to pay royalties. Let's let's avoid. <laughs> okay, Dan. Dan, I think we can safely say our humming is not going to hit anywhere near the actual tune. No. Uh, right, Dan, you can op- you can open yours next because you were you were itching itching to get to get going. All right, I'm going to go next. I will say, uh, in the uh, last episode, uh, there was a little bit of beef thrown my way about the request that I made. <laughs> Not um, at all, Dan. So, Not the, at all. so the request I made um, was either yeah. an unusual but good cookery <laughs> book or yeah. an interesting novel. Now, now, in the previous episode, I was criticised mm. for the use of the word interesting. Well, it is subjective. Yeah, and yeah it is very subjective. And that is the point. And you actually proved my point in the episode by Sam, you saying that you just read a book which you found really interesting, mm. but you didn't know if I would. So the reason I said interesting was that I wanted you guys to interpret that in whichever way you saw fit. So let's but, see. But so that, that, that's, that's why I didn't want to just say I want a normal novel because I wouldn't have wanted just a, a regular crime novel or something like that. I'm going to open this up. It's going to be some crime novels, isn't it? Um, An interesting I wanted something novel. interesting, something yeah. a bit different. Um, done. Um, Dan, um, I yeah. just want to say about the intre- the an, an, the unusual recipe book. If I was a publisher and I was publishing a recipe book, and I had to go through the reviews from various different newspapers as to what quote would be the best thing to put on the front cover, I don't know if you know. Oh, this is unusual. Would would work? You know, as a kind of a selling point. Yeah, <laughs> unusual but well, good. I think the with the multitude of uh, recipe books out there, I'm sure there are some which are slightly left field. That are maybe a bit different from the yeah. Norm. That one you've got, Pete's great. I love that one. That five recipe. Which one? The five ingredient. Oh, uh, Jamie well, Oliver. Jamie. Jamie, five ingredients. Yeah, that's cracking. It is a cracker. There you go. That, it's that, bread that's sauce. Unusual. So that's not a, that's not a standard recipe book. There we go. Sitting right in your Fingers hands. crossed. Okay, so I have a present which says it's from Santa. I know what you've got. I know what you've got. You've got the unusual recipe book, which is bread sauce recipes. 
Oh, man. <laughs> With bonus Brussels sprout section. Yes. <laughs> uh, can we fast forward to 2018 and I get that? Yeah. That would be so There's sweet. bound to be some like 1980s cookery book, which is, you know, bread sauce recipes, all the things to go with bread sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Cover it in pectin jelly. Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah. Amazing. Now, I will say there is a, there is a member of this group who, over the years, has a history of maybe not taking the whole secret aspect of Secret Santa yes. all that much to heart. Mm. Certain people have mm. called people the night before oh. to check their address. Oh. Some people have texted someone <laughs> shortly before sending a present asking if they like a certain type of random yeah, present. That, that sounds um, like it's somebody would phone it in. I'm glad. Yeah. And so, so when I so when I got my box. When I well, I, uh, I received a, an item in the post, it was in a, a postal box. Mm-hmm. It said Daniel Frost on the top. Um, on on the underside, um, where you'd expect maybe someone trying to keep it secret to leave the return senders blank. Ye- no, they there was an address there uh, with a name. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> now, at first thought, you would assume that maybe the person who has done yeah. this has maybe done it again. Right. Uh, that person being Peter <laughs> Wellington. However, now just to kind of give our give our listener a, a peek behind the curtain, when we do Secret Santa, that this is done by um, my wife who emails us all individually. Yep. I don't know who anyone gets, and so everyone finds out individually. So she's the only one who knows everyone gets. When I got this present, and I obviously laughed and said, "Pete, what an idiot you are for putting your name on it. You don't understand." Yeah, besmirching my good name. Yeah, go on. There was. Ever so briefly, a look of puzzlement on her face. Mm. Which has led me to believe perhaps... I mean, this might not be the case. Pete, you may have done it again and been a complete mm. idiot. But this someone may be trying to besmirch your good name by trying to make you look bad. Mm. So I'm just putting that out there, okay? This is very Machiavellian. That, well, yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying it's important that you know this. Mm. Okay, so I look, forward to, I look forward to reading about this on the Pete is a bum WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My criteria: unusual cookery yeah. book or interesting novel. And unusual I have, or I'm good. Up, I have two books Ooh. in here. I have two books, both of which look like novels. I don't. You don't usually see cookery books in this kind Maybe of. Maybe that's what makes it unusual: the novelization of Jamie's five five recipe dishes. <laughs> <laughs> the novelization of Delia Smith's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Just 200 pages of eggs. <laughs> the, the the first book I'm taking out, yeah. um, the tagline yeah. says, the finest crime novel of the year. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Which is uh, Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. I know we oh, did okay. it. Okay, Anthony Horowitz, yeah. Oh, I want to read that. Uh, so he's quite a famous, um, very uh, well well-regarded uh, children's author. No, he's not a children's author. He is a children's author. Yes, he's done. He's done. He did like the young James Bond stories, yeah. I think. Yeah, but he's done a lot of crime and stuff like that. Yeah, he's written like adult stuff, but yeah, but he's kind of known yeah. primarily as kind of children's or teen. Does it sound like a kids' book, Dan? Well, the the Magpie Murders sounds very interesting. The the second book I have. Ooh. How to cook magpies is <laughs> is without making it murder is dark matter by Blake Crouch. 
which is not a book I'm I've heard of. The Dark all. Matter. Would you like me to give you a bit of the synopsis on the on the back so you can have a get a feel of what this is? Yeah. What a name, Blake Crouch. <laughs> so so I'll 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 read what the back okay. says. Are you happy in your life? What is this still the back? Have you started yet, Dan? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What was that? I, I didn't know you'd started. Sorry. I thought you were just asking us a question. <laughs> now that's me starting. Sorry. Are you happy in your life? Those are the last words Jason Desson hears before the masked abductor knocks him unconscious. Before he awakes to find himself strapped to a gurney surrounded by strangers in hazmat suits. Before the man he's never met smiles down at him and says, Welcome back. Mm. In this world he's woken up to, Jason's life is not the one he knows. His wife is not his wife. His son was never born and Jason is not an ordinary college physics professor. Is this world or the other that... Is it this world or the other that's the dream? The answer lies in a journey more wondrous and horrifying than anything Jason could have imagined. Now that... Well, that, that sounds splendid. That sounds interesting. No, 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 Dan. No, Dan. We know the adjective. It sounds like it begins with an I. This sounds very interesting. Yeah. It sounds if interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Santa. I'm, I'm very happy with these. I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with, with either author's work, so I will look forward to reading them. Cool. Very good. Right, Thank you very Chris. Much. It was your birthday recently, so I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the initiative. So here we um, go, Sam. Here we I, go. I asked for um, two genres of book that I've never read uh, before, which is a self-help book and slash or history book. And by that, I mean like a book that details a, a specific part of like, you know, like Jeremy Paxman's Great British Wall or like the Siege mm. of Stalingrad. What I'm most worried about is that's not a normal sound that a book should make. No. So unless this is like the the physical history of of like um, Dresden in a box. Oh no, it's not. It's just a box of malted chocolate balls. Is that it? And you're saying that's not a history book? That is not a history book. But I tell you what, I'm qu- it's a history of tasty treats, is what it is. I'm actually, I'm actually quite peckish, so bear with me. Are these the malted chocolate balls that are advertised as seeing the light of the side of life? Would you describe them as being quite teasing? They are quite teasing, so much so that I'm, I'm cracking into them now. Mm. I would read you a bit of the blurb, but there is none. Oh, they have like a little hole at the front, so you just have one at a time. Or they also have like a Chris entry way, which is yeah. just like a, a fistful. <laughs> one of them I apologise the famous Sergio Leone film A Fistful of Maltesers <laughs> right, okay let's yeah, open up the parcel Barack Obama's quoted on the blurb of one of these oh I have technically read one of these books before oh is it Lucky Man sir <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the history of apartheid featuring Nelson Mandela um, no, one of them is uh, the little book of Heige, 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 uh, ah. which is um, is it the the Danish word for that cuddly feeling, as the man on the advert describes Hoog. it. Hug, 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 something like that. So it's the little book, little little book of Heige, the Danish way to live well, where one of the recommendations 
let's pick let's pick one is cargo bike around what better way to experience your city or neighborhood than by cycling around it there you go there's yeah, a way to improve your life so that's my self-help in a book nice help me feel all cuddly and then the other one is a brief brief uh, and by brief it's um i don't want to skip right to the end <laughs> a brief history of time don't want, you don't want to spoil it um, and by brief, it's only 405 pages, you know? Yeah. But it's Yuval Noah Harari's A Brief History history of Humankind, Sapiens. Oh. oh. And I'll pick you an excerpt. Uh, if someone yeah, just on. wants to pick a number. Pick a number. 94. 94. 94. 94. And then... I like the fact that once Pete has stopped opening his presents, he loses all interest in this podcast whatsoever. I, I just picked the number ninety-four. That's what I want. You just you look you look so incredibly bored now that you don't have any more no, presents I, to open. Been a long day. <laughs> so, what's Taco up to? Uh, he's alive. Cool. Here we go. Um, the currency of evolution is neither hunger nor pain but rather copies of DNA helixes. There we go. Wow. And bitcoins. So, yeah. Thank you very much, the Santa Claus. Oh. Was that your attempt at doing a Danish version of Santa Claus? Uh, yes. Santa Heige. Santa Heige. Um, okay, so I'm just going to open my present now. Good. Now, um, it was as, as you know, Sam. Yes. Dan. Yes. It was a ten. It was a ten pound brief, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What? Do, how, how many books did you get for ten pounds? I got two and a box of Maltesers. Two. Wow. Well, I, I, I am picking up where Dan left off in terms of Santa leaving his little breadcrumbs behind <laughs> that kind of reflect their identity. <laughs> I, I, I get a feeling I've been bought for by this Santa before, and I've always been thrilled with the gifts I've got from them. But I've always felt equally been thrilled by the industrious way in which they recycle pre-existing packaging that they've received. Uh, um, green Santa. <laughs> yeah. Did you know now, Santa was originally uh, green? Did you know that? Santa- yes, he was, yeah. yes, because he was the pagan. He, he used to carry like a horn of plenty with him. Yeah. Because he was the pagan kind of um, image of Santa. Mm. Now, uh, listener, I asked for a classic novel written by a female author. Mm. And that was for me to try and um, stick a middle finger up to the patriarchal society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you think of classic novels, Dan, what do you think of? When you think of a classic novel, what do you think of? Well, I, 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 if you, especially if you're talking about kind of the female authors, you go to the, what is referred to as the classics. Your likes of your Emily Bronte, Jane Austen, those, those kind of areas, mm. what you would maybe consider a classic. Trisha Highsmith? A Sylvia Plath? Yep. Who's talented... Tells me Sir Ripley? Yeah. That's it, Virginia Woolf. Yeah. Um, I've got an absolutely beautiful, genuinely, this is a beautiful book, beautiful looking book. I have got Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca. Um, I know. I watched the Alfred Hitchcock film version of it years ago with Laurence Olivier in the role, and it was a fantastic film. As Rebecca. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah. It's, um, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Last night, I dreamt I went to Mandalay again. Working as a paid companion to a bitter elderly lady, the timid heroine of Rebecca learns her place. Life is bleak until, on a trip to the south of France, she falls in love with Maxime de Winter. (laughs) 
<laughs> played by Sean Connery. Whose proposal takes her by surprise. Whisked from Monte Carlo to Mandalay. Maxim's isolated Cornish estate, the friendless young bride begins to realise that she barely knows her husband at all. Mm. And in every corner of every room is the phantom of his beautiful first wife, Rebecca. Rebecca is a haunted story of a woman consumed by love and the struggle to find her identity. Wow. Look at that. Brilliant. What wow. a classic. What a beautiful looking book. And according to Sarah Waters, one of the most influential novels of the 20th century, a stunning book. Sarah Waters, awesome. Thank you very much, Santa. That's lovely. Well, we all know it's Pete. So, what? Have you, have Why you read would it be that? Me? <sighs> have you read that book, Pete? So, so, so it would, it would, it, as that is the case, it would appear someone has indeed tried to besmirch your good name, Mister Wellington. Mm, someone has. Um, so, uh, well, I'm not saying that I am the secret Santa because that would be ruining all of the good fun. Um. But uh, Rebecca is very good, isn't it? As a book, it's actually very, very good. Uh, very pretty. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, Daphne du Maurier sort of having that sad, uh, slightly whimsical, like pathetic yet very strong, like sometimes pathetic, sometimes strong lead female, um, and uh, like. Quite, uh, quite, like almost coming up on horror. The the feeling of horror at some points, like the feeling of like a thriller horror. Um, like there's there's always the sense of with Morier's work where you feel like things could kick off. Like things could go very dark very quickly. Like some of Agatha Christie's work, actually. Um, mm. Where you feel like maybe there's something haunted, but I'm not suggesting that I am for a second. Chris's secret center, because no. so does everyone. Does everyone know who got who got their present? Oh yeah, oh yeah. About a shadow, we all know. Yeah, Chris, your present arrived yeah. quite late, and uh, you you did send us a picture of the package. Now, obviously, yeah, we've I done did. the secret center for a number of years. We kind of get an idea. We might recognise handwriting or something. The writing on your package, Chris, was was not the handwriting of Mr. Wellington here. Mm. What I would ask is, because it was quite an uh, an artistic font, you might say. <laughs> did you get uh, Alex to write the address for you? I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> was it was it out of laziness or trying to stop Chris from guessing it was you? Stop Chris from guessing it was me. Pardon? Trying to stop Chris from guessing it was me. But you then fell down the rabbit hole of using yeah, previous using a package you already packaging, used. which is your, think, your signature move. I just move. think the Santa would want to be green. Santa doesn't want. Santa's not like fuck the planet. Santa's like I live up here. It's melting. Santa does all his travelling by airline in one night. If that's not fuck yeah, but, the planet, I don't know what oh, is. Yeah, sure, but like I don't think the carbon footprint of magical reindeer is particularly high. I don't know, Dan. I don't know, Pete. They release quite a lot yeah, of methane. Yeah, methane's a bigger issue than airplane travel. So you're saying that so you're yeah. saying that agricultural farming methods is basically what's keeping Pete. There's a reason why airplanes are not powered by farts. Yep. I think I hate all Christmas songs, like all of them. All? Like I think I hate all of them. I used to think, oh, I like Bing Crosby, and I used to think, oh, I like the Rat Pack. 
But now I, I, I think I hate all Christmas songs. And I think the, because I think... Why? What's... I think it's because they don't just get played on Christmas Day. Like, I think it's... They get they get played when you're living alone and you've bought Brussels sprouts yeah. and bread <laughs> yeah, sauce. And it's um, no, I just, I just find them very intense. Like, there's no... There's, there are very few, like, chilled out Christmas songs. Like, for example, I think the worst Christmas song, and I think this is a universal truth, I think the worst Christmas song is that one by the man who looks like a scarecrow. Uh, and and he shouts, "It's Christmas!" at the end of it, and they've Is that Slade, Nobby Holder, yeah, one of those two, and like I actually uh, I heard something today. Do you know how much? Apparently, mm. no, I've not confirmed this with sources, right? So you know, such as bread and baguette. Let's <laughs> have a guess. How many? How much does Nobby Holder earn in royalties? I know that Mariah Carey earns about $600,000 from Christmas, just for uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. So, no. I wonder if she's so happy about it. How much does Nobby Holder earn? So, what, once it's been divided by all the members of Slade? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just... To make it easier, let's just go for one lump sum. I don't know, like 300000 it's got to be like 40 quid or something because like old record business deals used to be shit. Okay, so we've gone for... Sam's going with 300,000. Yeah. Pete's going with 40 yeah. quid. Chris? 150,000, Dan. Apparently, he earns every year 500,000 pounds. For that? From that song. For that song? Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, which probably leads into your feelings, Pete, it's played around the clock. Now, for me, I like the song. I do it's Christmas. I, I love Christmas songs. I think you are a bar humbug Scrooge for disliking all Christmas songs. Oh, I love Christmas. I just, I, the, the, it's the songs that I get. But that is the worst offender. The bit where he shouts, "It's Christmas!" And that's great. Oh, it's all, it's Pete, not Pete, great. Pete, if you want to, Pete, if you want a chilled out Christmas song, listen to carols. No, that's kind no, of what they're there for. No, but I'm not up for carols either. I don't want that sort of like. I don't want to be reminded. Pete wants a of... bespoke Christmas song made just for yeah. him. Yeah, it's Pete's Christmas. What's in what? Would, what would make your Christmas song right? It's what would be Silent the Night? You can't be more chilled out than Silent Night. No, I think if we're going to make a bespoke song, I think it's got to be about bread sauce. <laughs> it's got to be about sprouts, and it's got to be about um, I don't fighting, know. fighting. Yeah, and fast cars. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I just don't like. I just yeah. I don't like it, and I don't like that one where that Irish drunk, like that drunk Irish guy, sings at some fairy tale in New York. Yeah, I don't like that song either. And he's like, rah, 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 and it's like, but like, I can't. Oh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't like that song either because it reminds me that you know when people say that oh, Die Hard isn't a Christmas film, like that song mentions Christmas once, and then suddenly it's like oh, it's a Christmas classic, and really it's about a woman like getting drunk with her boyfriend and like basically just like fighting and calling Having each other names, just like yeah, well. But it has become a Christmas classic because it's played at Christmas. You don't hear it any other time of the year. Yeah, but that's only because it mentions Christmas once. But it's like yeah. when people say, well, d- well, then Die Hard's a Christmas movie then by that rationale. They're done. Settle the argument. Is die- so is Die Hard meant to be a Christmas movie? Well, it is, yeah. It's set at Christmas. They mention Christmas all the time. I've got a gun now. Ho, ho, ho. He dresses up one of the terrorists after he's killed him in Santa Claus' outfit. Right. Um, 
And there's Christmas Spoilers. songs playing all throughout the thing. Yeah, isn't isn't Iron Man free, isn't Iron Man free a Christmas film? Technically, all of Shane Black's films are set at Christmas, aren't they? Doesn't he have, doesn't he have a yeah, thing? Yeah, about yeah, that? yeah, yeah. He does the setting stuff at Christmas. I'm looking forward to his new Predators film. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, in my house, the Christmas film is uh, I watch every year, and I've watched it every year since about '94 when I think it first came out. It's the Muppets Christmas Carol, classic. I am right with yeah. you, right there. Just for the line uh, at the end of the film, which is when uh, Scrooge has redeemed himself and, you know, the, the future that he saw where everything was bleak has not come true. And and just to um, hammer it home to the kids that are watching it, um, Gonzo turns to the camera and says, and Tiny Tim, who, who did, did not die. die. Best bit, best <laughs> um, bit. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, great film. That is that is I what there are there are certain in the Pete actually how do you feel about Christmas films I love because them. I have probably the same relationship with Christmas films and Christmas songs I would only listen to Christmas music at Christmas there are certain films I will always always watch at Christmas Pete watches them with the sound off yeah I love, no I love Christmas movies and I like no 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 I like Christmas songs in Christmas movies because I'm like sat there like I'm going to do a thing around Christmas this is going to be great but like I don't want like yeah I don't want thematic music for like we're gonna have a great time and it's like well I'm just like cooking my you know cooking my dinner it's the 12th of December hang on so, so I'm trying to get my head around this so when you're watching something Christmassy you don't mind yeah, don't mind Christmas music no I love it why would you have a Christmas movie without Christmas music why not just not I'm trying to get my head around in what situations would Christmas don't music be down. playing where you're not doing some Christmassy? Is it just a case of like when you're in the supermarket and there's Christmas music playing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, or like, I don't know, I don't know, like, or come on the radio or something like that, or or and like, and you're like, but I'm just, I'm hanging out, I'm doing nothing, I'm just sat here, like, like doing everyday things in the run up to December, and then noddy. Surely you can just listen to a different station. If you listen to a station that's playing Christmas music, just listen to one that's not. Yeah, I do. I turn it off. I go, no. And then Alex wants to play Christmas music. And I'm like, oh, she loves it. She loves Christmas music. Does she love it because you don't like it? Possibly, yeah. Because to be fair, I could absolutely agree with that point of view. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would do that. So like, yeah. um, Yeah. Pete, if I was your girlfriend and... I'm I'm very sad that you're not, but yeah, I would be doing that. Yeah, but yes, Chris, I fully agree. Muppet Christmas Carol is greatest Christmas film. So good. Ever. Wrong. What is it, Sam? No, it is. No, it is. It, it is. It really isn't. What is the greatest Christmas movie? Movie. Uh, Home Alone. I smell a Twitter poll. Mm, that is a strong. That is a strong contender. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone, great film. Muppet Christmas Carol, better. Ghostbusters. And, and a damning indictment of parenting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters is very good. I wouldn't call it a Christmas film. No. It's Christmas, that is definitely it? not a Christmas film. There's, there's a Christmas bit in it. Is there any Christmas in yeah, it? Yeah, there's a Christmas bit in it. Is there? Yeah, in one of them. One of the two. Hang on, hang on. At the oh, end, three, the, it's not snowing at the end. That's marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, he's a man made out of marshmallow, not a man made out of snow. Oh, right. It's not a giant snowman yeah. at the end. I swear there was a Christmas party bit because the they, they're like um, they have like I swear there's a bit where they've got a little Christmas tree and then there's like a Santa ghost or something like that. You're think are you thinking of Scrooged? Uh, maybe I'm thinking of that. 
Because it's got Bill Murray in it. Gosh. Or you think you just you get Ghostbusters, Scrooge, and Lost in Translation mixed up? <laughs> yeah. Let, when the Ghostbusters were in Japan, what do you? And there what, was a Christmas ghost. What, what, what do you? What do you think he said to her at the end? Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but people like in the UK, wasn't it like a craze? Like every Christmas, there's certain films that always play that aren't, even though they're not Christmas films, like The Great Escape. That's that kind of running thing that it's. It's always shown around. Yeah, Christmas always a good time. Bond movie at Christmas. Well, like Santa music is always on, and it's, it tends to be kind of classic family-friendly films. That's yeah. that's what tends to be the big. Here's a man. Big kind yeah, of here's a man in a prison camp smashing Nazis. Oh, what a lovely family, family-friendly fun. Have you seen the Santa music? No, no, no. <laughs> Escape from whatever the fuck it's called. Great, great escape. Escape. escape from whatever the fuck it's called. Escape from whatever it's called. That was the alternative title which they dropped. It's just too long for the poster. <laughs> so that was the Christmas special with myself, Sam Turner, Peter Willington, Chris Darby. He was there. And also joining us after a long breakaway was Daniel Frost. Now, seeing as the holiday season is very much upon us at the moment you might find yourself having a few more hours to spare than usual and how are you going to fill that time well very quickly seeing as this is a very special show uh, each of us from the podcast has um, come up with a small recommendation of something you can do uh, over the christmas period so peter has suggested if you're looking for uh, a game to play then bertram fiddle on steam is a victorian comedy adventure game uh, he's told me that uh, he is in it, but he, he assures me that that shouldn't put you off playing it. Um, Daniel Frost, as he mentioned on the show, says you should be watching The Muppets Christmas Carol, but make that a double bill with the second best Christmas film, Santa Claus the Movie. I can I can get behind that. Uh, Chris uh, says that if you've got a bit of spare time in your hands this Christmas, then The Blackadder Christmas Carol, watching The Good Place and reading The Book of Dust is a good way to spend your time. And myself, I'm sticking with board games. If you've got any of these or you've got a little bit of money in your back pocket, some of them are not very expensive at all, then Dixit, Codenames, Mysterium are three great family games that have gone down recently with myself and my family and also these superb monikers if you can get hold of that or Cockroach Poker is a very very cheap and very funny bluffing game that I'd recommend for any family this Christmas time. So do enjoy yourself. Remember that uh, if you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Acast, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play or ever, then do subscribe and leave us a review. You can visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to all the things you've covered in this episode. And really, if you do have a bit of spare time over this Christmas period, then go back to listen to any of the podcasts you've missed over the last 12 months or so. Or you can just find us on Twitter, see what we're doing for Christmas at Staying In Pod. Ta-ta for now.